Welcome back to the... Come on, do it like you care. Welcome back to the... Gentlemen... Dojo! Oh, back another week, Steve. You dye your hair. What's that? You dye your hair. I do not. That is not true. It looks like you dye your hair. Well, I don't do it. I'm telling you, I don't do it. I don't... Honestly, how old are you? Let's talk to our guest. Okay, well, hold on. I just want to ask you, how old are you? I am... What do you think? I love that. Eight. How old? 58. What do you think I weigh? Uh, <laughs> not true. Not true. How much do you Let weigh? How old are you? Answer. Hold, hold on. We gotta Go give her a proper introduction. Sure, how much do you weigh and how old are you? Well, I haven't. I haven't weighed myself in a while. I think I'm losing. You sound I am, husky. I am almost two days off of sweets. Yeah. Feeling good. And uh, 45. You're 45? Yeah. Oof. Oof. Wait a minute. You look good for. Fi- <laughs> Wait a minute. You look. <laughs> 46. I forgot. Are you 46? <laughs> You would look good for like 62, but you if look I was like 62? shit for your age. Yeah. Really? You, you think look so? look awful, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look awful. Well, okay. all the work I have distracts me from my age. So Anyways. Pulling onto the Warner Brothers lot distracts me from my there real we age. Yeah. We have a wonderful- Are you doing that gig in Vegas for Carlos this weekend? <laughs> we have a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful guest. Jeez, don't poke the bear. Wow. Uh, we have an absolutely wonderful guest yes. this week on the dojo. Whoa. I love her. I really genuinely love her. Uh, the one thing I got to say about our guest is yep. I've always known her in working at the improv and at the store and just seeing around at the factory. She's at all the clubs, but we got to work together with her yes. in Las Vegas. Yes. Uh, absolutely hilarious. But the thing I really appreciate most about her is how hard she works constantly. All, every, you know, you follow somebody, you know, we all follow each other on social media, always on stage, always grinding, yep. always working. And yep. it reminds me of a lot of the guys and gals that started with in New York City. Kate Quigley. Aww, to the dojo. Thank you guys. Welcome. You're welcome. so sweet. I'll clap. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I don't follow you, Steve. I probably should. You don't? Well, no. Are you on anything? It's okay. I have almost 50,000, but nobody follows you. <laughs> nobody follows you. How many do you have? Well, let's hope some of those people come to Brea. <laughs> okay. They are given tickets. Thank away. you for <laughs> sitting into the dojo. <laughs> you guys are so funny. After we spent that weekend in Vegas, I came back and I was telling everyone, I was like, you don't understand. These guys are best friends, but they're such assholes oh. to each other. <laughs> Acquaintances. So funny, <laughs> Kate. How many sets do you do in a week, honestly? Because you're 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 always like Doing somewhere, something. yeah. Now it used to be more. I used to have this thing where it had to be at least six nights a week. Like I wouldn't mm-hmm. do less than six, but. Um, now I found that the more I'm on the road, I'm not doing quite as many when I'm back in yeah. LA, but I still try to do at least five. But you're always, you're, like, uh, have you always had that strong of a work ethic, no matter what it is you are applying it towards? I kind of have. Yeah. yeah. I'm just obsessive about being the best at whatever it is that I'm doing. Not like even necessarily the best, like not, I'm maybe not going to be the best comic, but I'm obsessed with like... If I have a goal, I have to get to it. Mm-hmm. And I like can't help. I'm addictive. I have an addictive personality. That's all it is. So I get addicted to stand up. Like I'm addicted to working out. If I did heroin, I'd be like a huge addict to me. Like I just get hooked on whatever the thing is. Gary's addicted to carbs. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I would not have guessed that you dyed your hair. You couldn't help. But then when you brought it up, yeah. I was like, oh, it does look like he dyes his hair. So so I'll never, I'll never forget. I, I don't I don't mind sharing this story. It's 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 
it's pretty bad. The, the, one, one of the like second or third times I had my hair colored, which was years ago, uh-huh. I went and I went right before a show. I was doing like Carson Daly or something like that years ago. Uh-huh. And what I didn't realize is you should never get your hair colored on a day that you have to do something. Because what happens is it stains really bad. Your yeah. skin, so I got right? Home, yeah, I got home and my forehead had two big black blotches. And I am sitting there in the shower with a washcloth bitching like what the fuck and you can't it won't come off it's like permanent marker no way and so I remember it was the one time (laughs) I remember the one time that I ended up wearing a baseball hat to the Carson Daly show doing warm up which looks so weird because I'd never worn a hat before but it, it won't come off you literally have to wait a couple days and it'll eventually wash out. Really? Yeah. I wonder if that happens with girls or if it's more with guys because you can see like your scalp line more. Maybe. I, I've never dyed my hair a color darker. Like I just get highlights. So I've never experienced that. But I've also never run into a girl who had like a stained forehead before. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if that happens. So, but we, you and I had never officially met until Vegas because no. I, I obviously had seen Kate around, but never really officially met or worked together. But we were waiting out in front of the hotel, waiting to go to the club. And you just walked up, and we just kind of figured that we were both on the same show together. I was hoping. you. It was like you were just standing there with, like, Staring two other guys, you. and I was like... Who's this guy with his pants off? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hopefully this is them. But also, like, it's funny because no one really looks like their photos in, in things that are tagged, you know? So I'm looking at him, I'm looking at the photo, I'm like, is that... Is that the right guy? The, He's the, much thinner on those hats. The, the, the ones, well, we did look back at some, but we. it's always funny because if you go to Vegas and you look at when I used to work at the Riv, you'd see these old headshots of these people. You're like, these aren't even anybody close no. to who that is. Okay, I do want to ask you, not to get sidetracked from Gary's great tangent, because yeah. that was really amazing. That was a, I, I would like to explore that real estate. We'll go um, back on it. Kate, how difficult is it, or how difficult is that audience for the AVNs? Because you you got to host for the, uh, you know, it, it's basically porn awards. Yeah. I, 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 I would imagine that's got to be a really difficult audience gig in general. What is it like to, to hear, hey, you got offered this gig, and then how do you prepare for that? Yeah, it was kind of a scary gig in some ways because there's really no way to test your jokes specifically on porn stars, you know, until you're in that moment. (laughs) So um, the way I got it, actually, a few years ago, I was hanging out with Pauly Shore, Mm. and his buddy, this guy's name is Gary, was uh, picking or producing the show that year. And so Pauly introduced me to him and was like, I think she'd be a really great host, but I wasn't ready. This was like years ago. He was like, oh, cool, yeah, we'll totally keep an eye on you. And then I forgot all about it. I'd never seen the AVN Awards either, so Mm -hmm. I had no idea. I thought it was like a small thing. I didn't know it was on Showtime. I didn't know it was a big production. I was then doing a show at Ventura Harbor Club like three years later. And uh, they came to see me, but they didn't tell me they were there. So a guy from Showtime and a guy from the AVN Awards, they came up and I was doing a long, I was doing like 40 minutes and they watched. And then afterwards they came up to me and they were like, hey, we came up here to see if you would be interested in hosting the AVN Awards. And I was like... What remind me again? What that like? I really didn't even know what it was. I thought it was like a bird show or something. Like I had no idea. And then uh, they're like the Porn Awards in Las Vegas. It's on Showtime. And I was like, Oh my god, yeah, that that'd be really cool. So I said yes. Mm-hmm. They gave me like two months to prepare. To prepare. Oh, okay, well that's yeah. Good. So that's a lot of time. So right away, I wrote like fifteen minutes of porn jokes, kind mm-hmm. of. But my big thing with them is I was like. 
I didn't want to be super dirty. I was like, I want to do this in a way where I come off as like the clueless kind of innocent right, yeah. girl that doesn't know a ton about porn because right. I really didn't. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like, yeah, you can do whatever you want. You know, I, I didn't even have to really run my jokes by them. I mean, they oh, wow. were, yeah, I was pretty surprised. And uh, and then what I did is well, I just- I guess it's like when, when <laughs> best anal is being presented, it's like, well, I don't think I'm really going to toe the line with my material. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that the, the whole show is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And the big question I had is how much of a sense of humor will the porn stars have right. about themselves? Because- yeah, what did you find? I, they were awesome. You know, right, a yeah. lot of comics warned me. They were like, they're terrible. Mm-hmm. They're going to be a bad crowd. Don't play to them. Play to the viewers at home. I didn't really do that. But you guys have worked with me now. Like, I have to talk to the audience some. I can't yeah. ignore them. I just can't. So I ran the jokes I was going to do at the Porn Awards. I ran them everywhere for mm-hmm. like a month leading up to it. And I would just ask the audience. I'd be like, try to imagine you're a porn star. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then when I got there, I just did a tiny bit of crowd work at the top. And mm-hmm. I named some of the porn stars and they cut that out of the show but that got them on my side right and then it was fun it was fine they were great they were like the girls i think when i came out on stage immediately supported because they were like oh she could be one of us like i think that's what they honestly (laughs) thought (laughs) i think they were like confused like and the guys too the guys i think were like is that one of us or is that a comic (laughs) like no one knew so uh i had the best time there what, did you have any preconceived notions about the community prior to and then afterwards having yeah. a different kind of totally. mindset? Totally. You know, we imagine porn actors as being, at least I did. I mean, I grew up in conservative Midwest Ohio. Mm-hmm. I just imagined that, like, all porn actors were going to be, like, damaged drug addicts mm-hmm. and, like, kids that were abused. Honestly, that's, like, sure. what I thought in my head. But a lot of them are just, like— normal, cool, like very open-minded and just, they're just like, well, I just really like sex. And they say like, do the, you know, do a job that you would do for free. So here I am. Like a lot of them were just normal people that happened to do porn, which I thought was fascinating. Also, a lot of the happiest married couples I've ever met in my life. Yeah. They're like both porn people. Like there's this couple, Annika Albright and Mick Blue. They're adorable. They're like the cutest couple they're, they've been porn stars together for years, and they told me this story how, like, one year they won best uh, best anal sex scene in a motion picture or something. They, like, <laughs> they That's above it. the fireplace. As we strive for. Yeah. <laughs> they won it together, yeah. and then they came on stage, and they were both, like, crying, and their parents were there. Um. I know, I know, and she was like, she was like, but it was so sweet because it was my first anal scene, and I got to do it with my husband. And we, I mean, it's weird as fuck. Don't it's get surreal, me wrong; yeah. like, it's super weird. But the longer you're there, and the more of them you meet, you start to go, all right, well, this is a unique little it's world. It's meaningful to them, but which they're is happy great. Yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't seem trapped there. Is what I'm saying. But do you remember the one of the last nights that we were in Vegas? We did the Q and A with the audience. Alexis you, Fox. Yeah, you went I out to the it, audience yeah. and you did a Q and A, and then you started talking to these people at the very end of the night there were what 12 people in the audience that did porn yeah and as yeah. we were talking to him we're like well what do you do and he's like well i designed the sets like he's i the set designed deck. Yeah. the set designer <laughs> like 
they really have a job like that? I mean, I, there really is somebody I don't know. that That's designs so the classroom. I mean, like, yeah, really... he said he he has yes. stock principal stuff, stock classroom stuff. It was crazy. It's so weird though because I've been on porn sets because also what? what? <laughs> Kate said that to me when we were in Vegas. I didn't She's know like, this. You've never been on a porno set, and I was like. No, where where would I have been? What is it? What are you? I don't know Kate why. Kate was looking down so on me like I'd never been on a porno set. Like, what's wrong how with you? How dare you? How are you? Have you lived <laughs> this long? Um, you ever been to a McDonald's? <laughs> you haven't seen Star Wars? No. What I mean, what is it like? Um, well, it kind of ruined porn for me now. Like, I can barely watch. You know, it's like when you're really good friends with an actor and you try to watch them in a show and it's hard to, like, see them as unless they're, like, so brilliant you forget that you know right, them. Yeah. It's, it's like that with porn for me now because it's not from the AVNs because I, I hosted a show on the Playboy channel mm-hmm. where we would explore different, like, fetishes and stuff. And so we had to go on some porn sets. And it's like... It's just weird because they shoot it the same way that you shoot a TV show where it's like they have a storyboard. I'm not kidding. They have a storyboard (laughs) (laughs) and they have to get different angles, you know, so they're like, this is going to be the close up of her giving head. This is going to be the. And then they stop down a lot, you Mm -hmm. know, so it's like. It's not like you think where, like, if it's a blowjob scene, like, the girl just gives him, like, a crazy blowjob till it's right. Like, no, there's lots of stopping down and, like, rechanging positions and lights. And so, like, the girl's trying to stay wet and the guy's shooting up his dick with, like, drugs. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, honestly. Is he just jerking off by himself in a corner and... I mean, they use, most of them actually use drugs now. Yeah. Really? Supplements, Yeah. And is is the crew like very professional? Like nobody, like yeah. everybody's taking this like they're filming. It's the crazy. Big Bang Theory. I have a photo. I wanted to that's tweet. Good... I wanted to tweet so bad. Yeah, that's a good yeah. Big Bang. Um, I wanted to tweet this photo so bad. My girlfriend sent it to me, uh, and it's from a porn. I have a, like obviously I have friends now that work in that business. My friend who works in porn sent me a photo, and it's of a guy, and he's banging a girl and they're like next to a pool mm-hmm. and then there's a camera guy and then there's a guy holding like you know the light yeah. the light reflector thing and they're standing there and the, the camera guy is l- holding the camera but he's looking at his watch <laughs> and the light and the guy holding the reflector board is holding it but he's just like staring off like neither of them are Could looking yeah. at the people fu- and that that to me is like yeah. what I saw the most when I was on these sets it's so weird I wonder how often, like, these houses get rented out, you know, especially here in L.A. And people – because I knew a buddy that lived in the hills, and he said, oh, three doors over, they were shooting a movie a couple of days ago. Like, it was no big deal. A like movie. he just Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, they were just shooting out in the middle of nowhere, just, you know. I mean, they got to film those somewhere. Well, some of those houses they use over and over again for porn. Yeah. Like, there was a house that we went to. <laughs> there was a house. I don't know how I, I know the most about porn for someone that's never done porn, by the way. There was a house that we shot um, an episode of my show at. It was like on virtual reality porn. Dude, the sickest house I've ever seen. And yeah. I've been to like NBA players' houses and shit. This house had a racquetball court in it, inside the house, with basketball hoops and stuff. They had two pools, like a huge fountain in the backyard, uh, a tennis court. Like, I mean, it was like Aaron Spelling's house. And all they used it for— You know what it needs? Some people (laughs) fucking— 
I know. It's all it's missing. You know what this Ragnar Ball Court needs? Dried up cum. <laughs> right? And the crazy thing is you walk in there and it's like the house is so stunning. But then I was like, where can I sit for sure that hasn't been fucked on? Like, right. I don't, don't want to touch anything. Do they like, have to bring in their own furniture, though? I mean, like, I wouldn't want to leave my couch there. I mean, do they or do they put a sheet on it or something? They don't put a sheet on it. But I think that they just I don't think anyone really like lives there. I think this is oh. all they use it for. Well, if they need to fuck in like a 600 square foot apartment that is shared by four dogs, then four dogs yeah, that are could, barking. Yeah, you could rent it out, right? Well, that'd be a different kind of porn. Like the dogs would be licking their buttholes. You know what I mean? As okay. they were fucking. Now you're doing a new show on MTV Two or oh, MTV. Yeah, I'm on the show called ADD, ADD TV. TV. Right? Yeah, it'll be on MTV Two. Um, it's coming out. Yeah, it comes out February 3rd at 11.30 p.m. Uh, so that is, I work with All Deaf Digital a lot, which mm-hmm. is Russell Simmons' uh, network, and it's an online network. They have like, I think they have now like a million and a half subscribers or something on YouTube. But uh, MTV picked up a show of theirs. So it's going to be a lot of like sketches and just funny. We do weird stuff on there. Like they'll hook us up to lie detectors and ask us questions. Like the other day I did one, is it true pretty girls are shallow? So they hook you up to a lie detector and then they ask you questions like, would you date a guy with no job? And then, you know, they discover whether or not you're shallow. It's like weird stuff like that. Yeah. Um, It turns out I'm a little shallow. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. But I mean, the thing is, so they're like, would you date a guy with no job? And I'm like, no. Yeah. I don't think that makes me shallow. I think that just makes me have standards. Sure. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just has to have any, he, he can work as like, you know, a Chipotle guy. Like I would date that guy, Starbucks guy. It <laughs> you can wouldn't be whatever. date Steve then. He's got no work. <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> Let me ask this. I want to ask oh, this. Okay, God. This is a serious question, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, very attractive girl. But do you know when <laughs> Thank you. when you go into, like, let, let's say this. Obviously, you get work on the road, right? Do you always have to worry about, like, headliners asking you to go on the road because you think sometimes it might be for the wrong reasons? Not always. <laughs> but sometimes. Yeah. It happens always, a lot less now, though. Because people know. But, but maybe when you're first starting, yes. people are like, hey, she might not be that funny yet. Yeah, of But course. I'm going to take her on the road, be her mentor, but also expect <laughs> something in return. Yeah, right? of I mean, course. You know, yeah. that's how guys are. Well, when it, when I mean, like, there's two different kinds of guys that will take you on the road when you first start. And one is the guy that's like, he wants to help you out and give you the work, and he's hoping maybe you'll bang him. Okay. And then there's the guy that's like, I'll take you, but you're going to bang me. Like, there's Whoa. the. I, I mean, there was a guy, honestly, when I first started out, I've never told this story. There was one guy who hit me up, and I knew it was too soon. You know, as a comic, like, when someone's asking you to feature and they've never even seen right, you and you've right. been doing stand up for a year, and you're like, why is this guy asking me? Uh, never seen me. Yeah, a guy asked me to feature for him a weekend, and I thought it was strange, and I'd never featured before, and I barely knew him mm-hmm. and, and everything. And then he was like, you know, but you got to. Um, you ought to share a room with me, you know, as long as you're cool with that. Uh. And then I said, I said, well, here's the thing. I go, I'd love to come. And I'm totally down. To, I'd love to come. You sure would. As we all do. Uh, you ever been on a portal <laughs> But I said, I have a lot of hotel points because I work on the road a lot for That's like great. other there gigs. So I'll just get a room. And then the next day he texted me and was like, oh, you know what? The club said no. <laughs> so, I mean, in that because case, I was no. like, oh, okay. Yeah. But to be honest, it doesn't happen 
that often. I mean, it really doesn't, at least not to me. Because you've proven yourself, though, to get work on your own. You, but but I would think early on that's got to be a big thing. Well, I always say that any cute girl in comedy is like chum in the water. Yeah. Any cute girl that comes into this circle because it's just a bunch of guys. You know, yeah. it's a mm-hmm. guys club. They all attack that. Gr- I mean, I you can see it happen. You can literally see it happen when there's a new girl. Like every yeah. guy starts hitting her up. But for me, it's like I dated. I did date two comics, but both of them I like dated and not many people ever knew and we never worked together like I kept it when I did date them I was like I never want us working together because I never want people to think that that that's what's going on um but I have never just like I don't hook up with comics as a rule so I think that gets around people go oh did you bet you took her on the road you bang her no I did and then they just start to realize you're not doing that so right I don't know. Yeah, it does have to be just a challenging situation, especially for females, because it is. Well, the, always... one the, the one thing that you said when we were working together in Vegas, I, I, I just, I'd never thought about it before. I was like, huh, that's that's really interesting. And I, I think, obviously, there's so, it look, it's a tough enough gig as it is being a stand-up, being a woman. It, I, I just. I think it's just that much more difficult because you're constantly having to prove yourself. And you had said something. We were backstage one day. Uh, it was like, I, I can't remember exactly how you said it, but you were alluding to. I have pepper spray. <laughs> <laughs> That's how she said Mace. It. It's Mace, actually. <laughs> um, but it was like you were thinking about like what it is you, you were wearing or something like that. Oh, and I, yeah. And it was just like that's such a interesting thing cuz cuz i like Whitney Cummings is somebody and one of the, when you were talking i was like one of the greatest introductions i ever got was from Whitney Cummings at the comedy store she was bringing him up and she goes this is a guy that helped me out early on and he never tried to fuck me and i thank him for that Steve Byrne i was like oh that's cool it's true it's true like i mean the guys like that like you like Joey Diaz Sam Tripoli there are guys that have been like super supportive mm-hmm. of me and helped me and never there's never been any hint of that. Yeah. And, like, women, we do tell other comics, like, I will tell other girl comics, I'll be like, no, 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 Steve is, like, so stand-up. Or, like, Joey Diaz. Like, people even ask me after my weekend with Joey Diaz. People always ask. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, is he trying to get it in? I'm like, no, he's just a good There yeah. are some guys that are, there are just some, yeah. good guys. Some, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> but how difficult Steve, is married. it? Oh, please. I would how, never. How difficult is it? Like, I mean, as a girl, you know, you... And especially, you, you're you're very beautiful. You work out. I mean, it's like, do you wear like a skirt and heels, and then is that distracting from the audience to to listen to your jokes, or do you dress down? You just like, you know, a sweatshirt and a, and jeans, and then it's like, I I I never had to worry about what I'm wearing on stage. Yeah. But I think for girls, it is something where you're being judged not only by the girls, you're ju- being judged by the guys as well. And then, what is the best way to facilitate? the jokes and be yourself and yeah it is crazy how that's something i still struggle with to mm-hmm. this day is like what to wear sometimes i mean eric griffin gave me the best advice once which is he just said um dress in whatever makes your act the funniest like dress for your act mm-hmm. so and then for me that's like i like to dress a little more innocent on stage which isn't necessarily up or down just mm-hmm. a little more like wholesome looking because then when i do dirtier material it makes it funnier to me like the juxtaposition but i can't go on stage dressed hot wearing heels i just Mm -hmm. can't but that's also not really my 
personality. Yeah. Like I like to dress. Everybody likes to look good. So like I like to dress hot sometimes and have fun. But people see my Instagram and stuff, especially when I was working on the Playboy show, and they think that I'm like the girl in like hot outfits with makeup all the time and mm. stuff. But I'm really like much more of a tomboy in real life. So it's kind of nice when I'm not shooting um, the Playboy show because I can really just wear like my regular clothes. And look, right. Look, it, it, well, like it's funny because we talked about this in Vegas when I saw you. You do something in your act where you're trying in a funny way to pick up a guy in the audience, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you say so many times after the show, the guy will come up to you and be like, hey, I was the guy. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's time. right. Yeah. Like, like where if, if I'm on stage trying to pick up a woman, she couldn't be further out to the parking lot, you know, squealing her tires before the good night is set. You know what I mean? But, yeah. but for you, yeah. I would think, you know, hey, I'm the guy. And it's just like, how do you cross that weird bridge? My act is weird because on one hand, that happens. Like, I do always flirt with a guy or a girl. It's in, like the opposite the of Leslie Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, like, it's... It is hilarious because almost within 24 hours of any set, almost, I'd say 99% of the time, I will get a message from yeah, that guy on <laughs> yeah. social media. Hey, I was the guy in the front row, whatever. But um, the flip side of that is my whole, the whole path I've taken with my career has destroyed my dating life. Just destroy. Really? Yes. Especially my podcast. Cause you know, I do a podcast here yeah, yeah. and it's about dating and sex and I talk about my personal life. Well it's on called it. Date Fails. It's called Date Fails. Yeah. yeah. And uh like I had a great date a couple weeks ago with this guy that like great date, great make out, totally hit it off. And then I didn't hear from him again. And then I finally was like, hey, what's up? Like uh been a good time. And he's like I'm just really worried you're gonna talk about me on your podcast. Oh wow. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like, shit, this is probably happening more than I even know. Like, guys are yeah. ghosting out, and I'm probably, I don't know why, but, or I had a guy come to a show in Phoenix. I invited a guy to a show, and uh, I never do that mm-hmm. if I want to date him because I do a lot of material about being crazy, and then <laughs> I don't want him to see that, and that's exactly what I invited this guy to the show. We're, like, kind of cozying up, hanging out in the green room, like, Things are going good. We never met in person before. I'm like, oh, he's totally into me. This is great. And then I was like, I got to go up and do my set, but I'll be back in a half hour. I go on stage. I come back. Completely different energy. I swear to God. He barely touched me. He barely talked to me. And I was like, he totally thinks I'm crazy now. Guys don't get that. Like, It's an act. Yeah, I mean, I am crazy. Of course, I'm a girl, but <laughs> yeah. like, it's embellished. But they don't get it. So, yeah, I, I've decided that I'm gonna have to choose between being successful as a comic and having sex because I'm not gonna. But there's have gonna both. be some guy that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna see your act and go, "This chick's great," and accept Thank you for you. you. Yeah. That reminded me. This one time I performed. I met this girl in New York City, and she's like, "Oh, I live in Florida," and they're like. Two months later, I was doing this college in Florida, and I hit her up. I'm like, hey, I'm going to be down in Florida. I'm doing the show. Why don't you come? She goes, okay. I didn't know it was going to be like an outdoor festival. Oh, my God. So I I remember they set up a stage. There was this huge outdoor place. They had like a rock climbing wall and a human foosball and all that stuff. And they set up a stage uh, on the home plate in a baseball field. And then they put bleachers in the left outfield and the right outfield. 
So you're not even near the audience. That's so awkward. I think they thought like you two was going to be. It's like who's why why are we why don't you just put chairs in front of this? I don't understand it. So I'm performing and there's like six people in these bleachers, like oh ten God. in these bleachers, and the girl is sitting in the bleachers. I'm do, do, I'm telling you, ten minutes of my act, you could hear her, not even just see her clink down those aluminum no. stairs of the thing. And I'm watching her walk, because I'm outside. Right. I watched her walk all the way through the whole thing, up into the parking lot, into her car. And I'm performing the whole time, and I'm just, like, dying inside. But just did the you, whole thing. Did you say anything? Like, bye, Sherry. No, just, I was eating it. I was dying on in, in a baseball field yeah. in front of this cute, oh, it was one of the worst. Oh, that's fantastic. She had never seen you perform? <laughs> never. Well, I met her after my show. Yes. So she'd see me at like in New York City, but not in a fucking baseball field. Right. I fucking ate my ass. People it was don't bad. people don't get like I was dating a guy that because I don't ever let guys I'm dating come mm-hmm. to, like that was the first time I ever invited a guy I was into. Just risked it. You're like, yeah. Uh, well, I was like, it's the only way I'm going to have time to see yeah. this guy because we've been talking every time I'm in town, but we never hung out. This was in Phoenix. But like I never let guys I date come, and sometimes it drives them crazy. Some of them get it, but I was dating this one guy, and he, like, kept insisting on coming. And finally, I go, all right, I'll tell you what. You can come with me to the Laugh Factory. Mm-hmm. You sit upstairs. I just don't want you in the audience. Right, you know, right. Just yeah. sit upstairs. That's fine. And uh, and he showed up with, like, six of his buddies and bought VIP front row tickets. Oh, no. Sat in no, the front. No, no. And it was like I had – I just – I can't do it because the whole time I'm like thinking in my head like, oh, how's he going to deal with it? How's he – what guy – should I pick out a guy? Like the whole thing messed with my head. Yeah. And afterwards I was like, oh, that was so awful. He was like, what are you talking about? That was great. It was fine. It was so funny. And I was like, if you ever come here again, I will never talk. I was so mad. But you said too, you didn't know he was even in the front row until you got on stage, right? No, I didn't know he did that. Yeah. 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 It's the last thing you want is somebody you know or dating or family. You don't want them in the front. You go in the back. Yeah, sit upstairs where I can't see you. Yeah, exactly. I was But then you're worried about not only. You need the audience, so you take it. it. (laughs) I need those people. But you're worried about not only what he thinks, but then you're thinking, are his buddies going to glom on and be like, hey, we didn't like her, we didn't like, and now all of a sudden he's feeding into what they're thinking. Yeah, I mean, just the whole thing is just awkward because it's like you don't you want to be up there like free as a bird and be able to just yeah. be in the moment and say anything, and you don't want to have this extra layer of like, what is this guy going to think about this joke? And it was just it was the worst. But maybe it, you know it was good for the AVNs. Maybe that it was better that you didn't know that they were there too. On the flip side, because that's why you got the gig. You were so comfortable when you did that show. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. And also, what was so great is the the guys um, when they came up to Ventura. They said, oh, we really wanted to see you outside of L.A. so we could see how real people react to regular people, not an industry crowd, which I was like, wow, that's really cool that they did that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, the AVNs was so fun. Now, would you do it again? I would. Yeah, Yeah. it was really fun. I had a good time. It'd be... It'd be more difficult the second time, but, but it'd be fun, though, because now I dated a guy that works in that industry, and I have friends in the industry now, so now it would be very different, mm-hmm. whereas, like, the first time I knew nothing about it, now I could definitely do, like... Hadn't it primarily been guys hosting it? Like, it, I always remember, like, being, like, Dave Attell hosted it. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, think Ralphie S- May hosted Norton it. Norton did it, yeah. Stan Hope, I think. Yeah, they had guys for a while, and then they had um, a few years where it was girl, 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 like April Macy did it, right. uh, Rebecca Cochin. And then this year they went back to a guy. They just they just did it in January, uh, and Colin Kane 
posted it. Okay. Too. Yeah, which I'm friends with Colin. So, I mean, I was like, Colin is perfect for that. He's super dirty already. Mm-hmm. So, what's what's like bigger picture for you? Like, you know, five years. Like, what are you, you know, uh, working the road as a stand up, a host? What what's kind of hoping to uh, not be living in my car. <laughs> 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 no, I'm just kidding. No, um, I mean, like my. It's always changing. You know what's funny is I used to always say I want to have a sitcom and then work the road on the weekends, right? But it's kind of lately been shifting for me a little bit because I look at guys like Joe Rogan and Joey Diaz who have these huge followings who are basically producing their own content like the podcast. And and so now I'm kind of looking at it like – the digital, I mean, there's so many things you can do online that now it's still the same thing. Mm-hmm. I still want to have a show. I still want to have my podcast. I still want to work the road. But if I could produce everything on my own and have a huge following that way, like five years from now to be able to be creating lots of content and just have a huge fan base and be able to go out on the road and work, I think would be amazing. I think there is that myth, and I'm being totally serious with you for a second, but there is that myth that comics come out to L.A., Everybody wants to do a sitcom. I remember right. when I first moved to L.A., everybody was in town from January to March. I'm here for pilot season. You're like, what the hell's that? And then you find out they didn't do shit. Like, I, I would never live in Long Beach. I got to be up for auditions. And these are the people that are never auditioning, right? right? But what you find out is that if, if you've been on any sitcom set for any length of time, it's a grind. I mean, you know that when you did it for three seasons, yeah. it's a lot of work. I mean, it really is. I mean, I just see it on these shows that I do, right? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. I mean, it's a lot of stress, a lot of aggravation, worried about the numbers. The best job in a sitcom is those side characters, like, you know, the, you're the, the, the neighbor, the whatever. I mean, because those gigs pay a lot. You can still go on the road. You can still tour, you know, like a Kevin Nealon or a, a Pat Oswalt. Like, those guys had the greatest gigs. But when the show falls on your shoulders, that's a lot, right? I mean, for what it is. Yeah, but any job, there's always going to be that pressure or success. But I think it's, you know, how much of that pressure do you want? How much How much do you want to lead the charge? I'm sure Rogan has pressure for sure. to to keep that network going the same way Bill Burr and Al Magical have pressure to keep this going. But it's yeah. like, do you want to own the corporation or do you want to work for the corporation? So I think it's admirable to say, I, I want to open my own business. I want to, I want to be my own boss and produce that own content. Cause I mean, nowadays everything's changed. Like you said, it's all shifting so much dramatically that, right. I mean, how many times have we been to an improv or a funny bone and then during the afternoon, they have some YouTube star you've never heard of. Right. You're like, oh, they just did two back-to-back shows, no material, but they sold out. It's just like, yeah, we're professional comedians with real jokes, and you know, you're, it's a struggle some some markets to get anybody to come out. But yeah. these kids, it's it's all different. Yeah, I mean, that's honestly like. I love Joey Diaz so mm-hmm. much, and when I worked with him last weekend, I came back and I was like just really inspired from talking to him about how hard he grinds on his podcast and on his Periscopes and on social media and how much of that has turned over for him into attendance at his shows. But also, like, he's such a smart business guy. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing I think a lot of people come out to L.A., like you're saying, Gary, and they're just like, I'm here. I got an agent. I'm going to chill out and go to auditions. And it's like the people that are becoming huge stars are the people that are just – grinding away and making contact with their fans and and building their own audience. Yeah. And that's the other thing for me like I spend a lot of time 
interacting back with the people that follow me, maybe a little too much sometimes, mm-hmm. but those people show up, you know, yeah. and those are the people that buy merchandise and those are the people that listen to your podcast like religiously. And, and so you can almost build your own little like grass, like mini, you know, grass movement out there. It, it is funny because I remember when I started doing stand up in San Francisco, everybody said, don't go to LA until you're ready. You need 30 great minutes. You need this, you need that. And then when you come down to your life, you said, no, you don't. You, 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 you come I got down 10. here and you're like, people have five minutes. I mean, it really is crazy. I mean, I see, you know, people who get spots on, you know, different TV shows and, you know, they they can't go headline on the road. They're not strong comics. Yeah. So it's like there is that variation of it. Yeah. And Well, and also you have to love it, too. You yeah. know what I mean? Because, like, nobody's getting rich off comedy for a very long time, you know? So if you don't love it and you give up after a year or two because you're not making— like. I just really enjoy it. It's my favorite thing to do yeah. is to make comedy and, and, I mean, stand-up and videos and just any dumb, goofy shit that I post. Like, I, people ask me, they're like, what do you like to do for fun when you're not uh, doing comedy stuff? And I'm like, that is, like, my favorite fun. Like, yeah. that, that is fun. So I have to ask you, because I do follow you on Instagram, are you actually good at tennis? Yeah, I'm pretty okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Because you can't I'll, tell I'll see in you in like a, a rooster outfit jumping around in a tennis court, and then the next week it's in a bikini, and then the, uh, it's just like, I wonder, is she just, <laughs> does she live by a tennis court? Or is she actually playing? Are you good? Well, oddly, I've ne- that is one in a bikini photo I've never actually done. Is a tennis one I've never. I saw done. the one at Home Depot the other day. Oh or yeah, that yeah. was an old one, but I just I posted it because. Uh, that's Gary's screensaver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I do play tennis. I, I, When I moved to L.A., the apartment that I lived in over by the beach had tennis courts and a tennis pro who would give you free lessons. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, so I started playing, and I'm obsessed. And by the way, since Steve and I are big fans <clears throat> of The Bachelor, will you tell us uh, oh your God. Bachelor audition story? Oh, I went to audition for, I, I went to audition for The Bachelor in right? the bikini, but... The joke was, and I periscoped it. So I have a, I do a lot of weird stuff on Periscope. Um, but I went to audition for The Bachelor. I pretended I didn't know they were having auditions. It was at um, that casino out by Palm Springs. I forget what it's called. Morongo. Morongo Casino. Yeah. yeah. So I went there. It was winter. I had on a bikini, and my friend and I, we pretended like we were wandering by the audition, and we we told them we were just coming back from the pool. And they were like, "Oh, really? Would you like to audition?" And I was like, "Oh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't plan for that. I'm in a bikini." And the funny thing is that no one questioned the fact that the pool was closed. It was like January. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but they gave us this. They gave me this huge form to fill out, and I did. They were like, you know, reason you're single, and I was like, see photo, and they took like a Polaroid of me in a bikini, and then um. And then I I went in and I auditioned and they were like, "Is are you doing this as a joke?" And I was like, "No, it's my always been my dream to be the Bachelorette. I didn't want to be on the Bachelor. I wanted to be on the Bachelor. I wanted to be the you, Bachelorette. Right, pick the guys. Yeah. Right. Um. But anyway, they were like, "Well, we were all drawing straws in the back over who got to interview you because we just thought you seemed crazy." <laughs> and uh, but then they did call me and asked me if I wanted to be on this season of The Bachelor. Oh, wow. Yeah, but I said no. I only wanted to be the Bachelorette. Right. Ironically, I know this Bachelor, and I knew the last Bachelor also. Okay. So, you know Nick? I mean, yeah. We we just DM'd a little bit um, because I matched with him on a dating app like yeah. uh, probably a year and a half ago. That's it. 
But we're saying that he's a professional. That's all he does. Is he's just a bachelor? That's all he. Yeah. Makes he's money a professional by. bachelor. Yeah. There's several of these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, have been on like multiple seasons of this show. I don't get. I don't get it. Nick drives me crazy. You guys are watching, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I actually watched this season. I've never watched before, and. I just I don't understand the show. I can't get behind this, it. This I season don't... is the most insulting season to a viewer. Like <laughs> all the the haunted house bullshit that they did. I'm like, what is? It's so bad now and contrived. I absolutely hate it. But uh, I'll watch yeah. next Tuesday. It's yeah. so uh, I can't stand how he makes out. He made out with every girl by episode two. Every they all do, girl. Though. Every I just I hate it. I'm like, this is gross. It's like well, and the who girl wins? last night. The girl last night said, if that's all he's thinking with is his dick, then I'm free to go home. And it's like you went home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she on Bachelor in Paradise. Exactly. Steve and I literally get together every Monday or Tuesday Monday night Tuesday, with watch food it, yeah. and desserts and all that great shit, and then we watch it. But his just, wife is there to offset kind of the gayness. Yeah. Oh, that's that's important. Yeah, that's important. It helps out. <laughs> I don't understand out. these girls that are like, are you here to find love or just to hook up? It's like he's dating 30 of you at once. Right. What do you think he's here for? No one is here looking for a wife. Like these girls are delusional yeah. if they think that. Well, that's why we really thought when we watched last year when who was uh, who picked the girl last year? Jordan guy? Rod. Oh, uh, the, the Bachelorette, like, you mean? Yes. And then that guy, Chad. Yeah. Uh, who was the most was honest? Who's great. great? He was really. I want to date him. Oh my God. So funny. <laughs> so funny. I just want to go out with him once for the experience. Go on a date. I don't know you want to date. No, By the way, he was a luxury a real estate luxury real estate agent in Oklahoma. Yeah. Or Arkansas, something like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, Where's the luxury real <laughs> yeah, estate Where's the in? one high rise <laughs> yeah. that's overlooking the downtown? Well, Kate, we cannot thank you enough. Where can people find you? Oh, you guys can just follow me on everything at Kate Q Funny. And. Date fails here on ATC as well. Yes. Yes. I love all things. Coming. By the this way, we had, we had such a great time when we worked with Kate in Vegas that uh, I hope that we have something coming up again with yeah. all yeah. of us. It was so fun. That so was much fun. The most fun I've ever had. Date fails, all things You're comedy. Right. <laughs> You're right. No, we'll do another one. I yeah, love it. it. Was, I love working with you. It was so fun. Me too. Me too. <sighs> Me too. <laughs> um, Gentlemen's Dojo, Kay Quigley. Check her out on Date Fails and ADD TV on MTV2, right? In just a. ADD TV, yeah, February 3rd, 11.30 p.m., MTV2. Um, Gary, where can they find. It doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, thank you so much, <laughs> Gentlemen's Dojo.